Well, hey there, and welcome to another episode of Girl Tribe Nation podcast, where we connect moms with their tween daughters to teach their girls how to make wise life decisions. I'm your host, Lisa Tony, and I am so glad that you are here. Today, we are talking about something really important, your girl's brain. Yep, we are talking about what is happening in your girl's brain as she hits the stages of puberty. I know, I know, it's a big mystery. But thanks to a lot of super smart researchers, we've got some really helpful information that will make your parenting strategies even more effective with your tween daughter. You are going to use this episode when you are scratching your head and saying, what was she thinking? We know that your daughter is your best investment of time and money, so we want to give you what you need to meet her right where she is. You won't have to waste time guessing and wondering if her head is screwed on right. Don't worry, it is. She's just got hormones bombarding her brain and stimulating its growth, which causes a lot of changes in how she's looking at this world. I'm guessing right now you might be thinking a few different things. I don't know how to raise a tween. I don't know how to talk to a tween. I can't even get her to listen to me. Don't worry, I have a plan for you with some really helpful tips and tricks that will give you confidence and an effective strategy for interacting with that tween girl and her tween brain. Even if you feel like you do not have a clue of what to do, I promise you that after this episode, you are going to have some fresh ideas and resources available to you. Don't worry, I've got you covered. Wait until I tell you about the free download I have for you today that I created especially for this episode. You are going to have access to it so that you can print it out and use it, and you are going to love it. And finally, you may be thinking you don't have what it takes to parent these days with so many dangers lurking to lure our kids. I totally understand. I feel afraid a lot too. But we don't have the power to control our kids, but we do have the opportunity to influence them and guide them. I believe in you. I believe you can be a great mom to your tween. Is parenting a tween awkward? Um, yes. Do we always get it right? For sure, no. But do we give up? Not a chance. We do hard things because our girls, our tweens, well, they are worth it. All day, every day. And I would love to hear from you. How is Girl Tribe helping you and impacting your relationship with your girl? I'm so very glad that you are here. Well, let's go ahead and dive into this episode. Welcome to the Girl Tribe Nation podcast, where we champion moms of tween girls. Being a girl is a gift, and we are committed to raising them to be smart, healthy, brave, and happy. Yes, these are our core four values, smart, healthy, brave, and happy. Today's episode is, Has She Gone Insane? Inside the Tween Girl's Brain. Seven developing areas of the tween girl brain. I know, when she starts to act differently and think differently and use her brain differently, it's really easy just to say, it's puberty, it's all puberty. The P train has arrived and everything has changed. Well, in a lot of ways, that's completely true. But how do we understand what is going on inside of her brain and why she's acting differently? Well, let's talk a little bit today about how puberty is impacting your girl's brain. This is really important because one of our attributes, our core values at Girl Tribe Nation, is that our girls are smart. 
And so we believe that they are smart, even through the transitions that she's experiencing in the midst of puberty. And we want you as her mom to help her understand how her brain is responding, how her brain responds differently than boys' brains do. It's a good question. Are their brains really that different? Well, in a lot of ways, no. Our brains are very much the same. But in some very important ways, yes, girl brains respond differently than boys' brains do. Now, a lot of really super smart researchers have done tons of research in this area. And one of the things that they have discovered is that when boys put their mind to work, the neuron activity in their brains light up in highly specialized areas. It's different than when girls put their minds to work, the neuron activity in their brains light up throughout their brains. So how can we explain these differences? Well, let's try and make it fun. We're going to talk about boys' brains in compared to waffles and girls' brains in comparison to spaghetti. Let's think about waffles because that's a great way to describe this to your girl. If you think about a waffle, it has all those tiny little sections in it that are just wonderful for pouring syrup in and enjoying. But you can think about a boy's brain in a similar way to a waffle. The way that their brains work is they have little compartments that they focus on when they are thinking about a particular area or topic. And it's different from a girl's brain because when she puts her mind to work, the neuron activity that researchers see is that their brains light up throughout their whole brain. So we need to transition from thinking about a waffle to maybe thinking about a plate of spaghetti. So whereas a waffle brain might have a special compartment that they pull out to think about each topic. They're thinking about getting dressed in the morning. They're thinking about their chores that they have to do. They think about their homework. It's almost like pulling out a filing cabinet for each topic area. But for a girl's brain, when she thinks about the same set of responsibilities, her neuron activity shows that her whole brain is interconnecting the topics together. So for example, uh, we just needed to get a new refrigerator in our house. Our freezer went out and then our fridge went out, totally died. So my husband and I were thinking about it differently. He put his full waffle brain into focus and did all the research and put a spreadsheet together of the best fridge out there, the one that we could afford, the one with the best warranty, where to get it, all the deals. It was focused concentration on the refrigerator. Now, when I would talk about needing to get a refrigerator, I was interested in those things too. But it also reminded me of the time that my parents' freezer leaked and we had to cook all the meat in the freezer and had a big feast to eat all of that before it went bad. Which reminds me, I think we need to go on a family vacation, which means I've got to book our family vacation, which means I need to look at our calendar and get our plane tickets and figure out when we're going to go. So as we're talking about the refrigerator, my brain can very easily navigate all those different topic areas and come back to the refrigerator. But for my husband, he's wondering why in the world I sidetracked to all those different areas. Well, it's just how our brains work differently. Brains are so unique and they're so helpful to have a male perspective and a female perspective. The male perspective can really laser in on, focus on a topic, and a girl's brain can bring other helpful commentary in to have a discussion. So both brains are helpful. They're just different. Now, boys usually like to talk about one subject at a time. You can see why with a waffle brain. Girls can usually talk about many different subjects and connect them together. 
again, spaghetti brain. Now, we also see some differences in the amount of words that our brains want to process each day. Guys use about 7,000 words a day, and then they're good. Now, girls, we use about 20,000 words a day. I know, almost three times more than boys use. So it explains why girls have a highly verbal sense in terms of processing and communicating. Their brains are structured to handle that many words a day. Now, man, when we frame the brain and look at it, it is amazing. It is three pounds, and it really should be wearing a cape because it is the superhero of the body. Your brain has supersized three times since becoming a baby. That brain has just grown and grown to allow you to process all the information you need to know as you learn and grow as a human being. Now, our brains are 75% water, which means if you or your girl is starting to act tired or sluggish, it really can help to drink some water because you probably are dehydrated and your brain feels that as well. Now, your brain is the CEO of your body. It is the mainframe. It is your brain power. It powers your life. And so it's really important that we take care of our brains. Now, the prefrontal cortex is a part of your brain that is the decision-making part of your brain. And this is the part that is generally attacked in puberty by hormones. Since hormones have been released in your brain to stimulate your body to mature to become an adult, and as these brains are bombarded with these chemicals, it affects some of the ways that they have been thinking in terms of what they were like when they were a kid and now as they're transitioning into becoming a young adult. The risk-taking that I'm talking about is introducing toxins into their system. Now, of course, no one's going to call them a toxin. They're going to call them exciting options like drinking, drugs, and vaping. These items are more and more readily available to kids. Unfortunately, they're found at homes, at parties, at the schools. They're all over. And so it's really important that we talk to our girls and let them know that if they choose to use one of these items, that it's really going to impact their brain. It will put a strain on their brain and it drains their brain. It does this because these are toxins that enter into their system and inhibit their brain from fully functioning. It distort, they distort reality, and even though they cause this feeling of euphoria, it actually is very dangerous to the brain. And over time, this kind of use can even cause semi-permanent or permanent damage. So I encourage you to talk about this idea with your kids because they're going to feel excited about the idea of taking risks. But the idea that these things will stimulate their brains is totally a lie. It is not something that is helpful for their brain, nor for them to make really good, smart choices as girls. The second area that I want to talk about today where the tween girl brain is very impacted by puberty is her ability to make decisions. Tweens are not able to fully utilize their frontal cortex until they're in their 20s, and so they still need help making decisions. And they need encouragement about how to weigh out information, 
what is good and accurate information to look at and utilize and include in their process of making decisions. And so it's really helpful for you as a mom to be able to talk to your daughter and let her know how you make decisions and how you weigh out pros and cons and what that looks like. Now, the third area that I want to talk about is balancing emotions, and this is an area that their brains are definitely being hit with right now as those hormones are running rampant and there's a lot of emotions being played out. And I know sometimes it can be really tempting to dismiss these emotions, but this is something that we really want to pay attention to and help our girls navigate the process of feeling these emotions. Now, sometimes it's easy to dismiss them and say, you're being too emotional or get over it or buck up. Uh, But when we do that, it is encouraging our girls to stuff their emotions rather than understand them. And so I'm going to encourage you to help her navigate her emotions by helping her name them. When she gets really sarcastic or emotional or cries, say, what are you feeling right now? And you may be met with an, I don't know. And you may need to help her walk through that and say, are you feeling angry that this conversation happened? Are you feeling sad that you saw this event? Are you feeling confused? And help her name those emotions. And then when once you name them, then you need to talk about what to do with them, how you process them, what you do with them, how you can take a step through them. And this is gonna help her understand her emotions, feel much more comfortable with them, and know how to utilize them as she moves into adulthood. All right, on to area four. And this is one that I know you've been waiting for. It's that the tween girl's brain begins to notice boys differently. Not only does she start to notice that boys are different, but she begins to notice she's interested in boys. Now, one of the things that I think is so crucial for us to talk with our girls about is that our brains as girls respond differently than boys' brains to our interactions with the opposite sex. And sometimes we don't prepare our girls for this. Now, girls' brains are going to respond much differently to physical touch than boys' brains do. Every time a girl physically interacts with a boy with a hug or a kiss, it creates an emotional connection in her brain. And so often they don't realize that sometimes as they want to touch and be more physical, that this is really creating connections between two people. And when these bonds are broken with a fight or an argument or just mean words, it can really cause heartache and depression, and it makes it harder for them to bond in the future. So we need to encourage our girls that they need to be careful and protect their heart and their mind with how they interact with boys. If they are healthy in this, then they won't have a lot of scars that they have to carry around. But if they are unhealthy in the way they approach this, then they're going to carry a lot of scars around with them. Now, I talk about this as the idea of avoiding Mr. Wrong so that you are ready for Mr. Right. Things like being trustworthy and honest and responsible and what these qualities do for a relationship and how they can help contribute to the kind of life that she may want to have one day if she would like to get married and have kids. Now, I created a very special mother-daughter date just for you two to go out on and spend some time talking about this idea of avoiding Mr. Wrong so that you can wait for Mr. Right. And I want to invite you to go ahead and download that for free. 
Nothing fancy is required. You can do a simple trip to Starbucks or maybe go out for Froyo or maybe Boba, whatever your girl's favorite is, and just spend some time talking about this. And there's some great discussion starters, some great questions on this download, and I really wanna invite you to invest in some intentional time talking about this, even if she thinks it's way too soon to be thinking about boys. Totally encourage her in that, but let her know when she's ready, these are the things that we're gonna keep talking about. Because this is a conversation that you're gonna to wanna to revisit over and over again. You definitely want to let her know that just because a boy likes her does not mean that she has to like him back. And that together, you guys need to decide when a good time is to start dating. Now, I'm actually a big fan of learning to be friends with boys and group outings rather than dating. I think it takes the pressure off both socially and sexually to encourage our girls just to maintain friendships with boys for quite a long time so that they are able to go through the process of maturing before they lean into an intimate dating relationship. This means we need to be careful about teasing them about having boyfriends or even asking them about who their boyfriend is. If we wanna encourage our girls to have healthy friendships with boys, we need to encourage friendship rather than a dating or boyfriend relationship at this age. Okay, we are on number five. And the number five thing that the tween brain is gonna wanna do is gather more information. Her brain is beginning to advance and is able to handle more people that she responds to. And this is why peer pressure is such a huge influence in a tween's life. Because not only are they leaning into mom and dad for their information, but now they're looking for other sources as well. Common Sense Media is one of the only organizations to conduct a large-scale study of how kids get their news, engage with it, and how they feel about it. News in America's Kids surveyed 853 children ages 10 to 18 to find out where they get their news, which news sources they prefer, including social media sites, how much they trust the news, and how they feel about the news. Now, I'm going to link to the study in my show notes so that you can check it out for yourself. But basically, they found some really interesting things and their gatherings taught them to recommend to parents that if your kids are under seven, we should just keep the news away from them. It is just really stressful and it raises a lot of anxiety in kids under seven because they need to feel safe. That's something that parents need to stress with their kids, that they're safe, that they're that you spend time together. And so much of the news is talking about how we are unsafe in our world. Now for ages eight to 12, um, they really recommend that we consider a child's maturity and sensitivity. If your child's really sensitive, then again, you're going to want to keep those news stories away. Because often when we watch the news, there's repeated stories and images. And these tend to make dangers feel greater. And so kids can, again, begin to feel really unsafe. So it's important that we ask questions about what they're hearing, what they're seeing, what they're feeling about a news story. And it's also really important that we talk about fake news. We know it, we hate it, but we're used to it. A tween has not learned how to differentiate between fake news and real news. And so often for them, it's all real news and it can be very overwhelming and scary to process that. So it's worth a conversation with your girl to let her know what she's hearing and how to differentiate between the two things. All right, we're ready to head into number six. 
The next way that her brain is starting to change is that she's able to predict future events. Now this is a really cool thing because it's a sign of independence and maturity. Remember when she was a little girl, if the ice cream truck was across the street, she just ran across the street. And that's why she needed you to help stop her to look both ways and see if there was any cars coming. But now she's able to predict future events that when the ice cream truck is there, that if she wants to get ice cream, she needs to look both ways in order to cross the street. And not only is this helpful for her, but she's starting to notice this for people around her. That means that she's able to help take care of her brothers and sisters. That means she's moving into a zone where she's going to be able to become a babysitter because she is going to take care of making sure that those kids look both ways, hold hands, cross the street together to get to the ice cream truck rather than take off running by themselves. This is actually a really great age to start thinking about getting a babysitting class for your tween girl. There's probably some great ones at your local hospitals, or I know the Red Cross has a really great one online too that you can take. I'm going to link to that in the show notes if you want to connect to it and check it out for yourself. All right, well, number seven and our last way that we're going to talk about in this episode of how the tween brain is changing is just her desire to become more independent. And this is something that I'm sure that you're starting to notice as she's wanting some more alone time or more time with her friends. But this is something to really lean into rather than discourage and find ways to help her become more responsible in her independence. Now, there's lots of different ways that you can do this. Maybe you can start dropping her off at her practice or her rehearsals rather than walking in with her to every single one. Maybe you pull up, drop off, watch her still in so she gets there safely, but give her a little bit more independence in this area. It's going to help her build responsibility. And if you're clear with your expectations about as she becomes more independent, what that looks like, that's going to help her mature into a more responsible young woman. If you're clear with her about what her morning responsibilities are as she gets ready for school or when she gets home from school or her evening activities, what her chores are around the home, when you see her building responsibility and taking independence in this way, you can really praise her and encourage her about what a responsible young woman she is becoming. All right, well, there's seven ways that her brain is starting to change. No, her brain has not rendered her insane. It's just that puberty has brought some changes on. And we want to sustain that brain. We want to protect that brain. It's their most valuable asset to helping our girls be smart. And Girl Tribe Nation is all about validating girls that they are smart, that they are capable, that they are wise. And one of the ways that we want to do this is help them understand their brains and how to use them how to take care of them, how to help encourage that eating healthy foods and drinking lots of water and getting lots of sleep and exercising. All of these things are good for their brain. And if they take care of their brain, their brain's going to help take care of them. Our girls are smart. Their brains are amazing. Smart brains are going to bring big life gains to our girls. Our girls can think big thoughts. They can dream big dreams. They can solve big problems and they can make wise choices. They need some help though through these tween years of developing brains. Let's teach them how their brains work so that they can guard their minds and protect their lives. Work hard to protect your brain and your brain will work hard for you. Well, thank you so very much for joining us today. It was great to be with you and I can't wait until next time. Have some incredible intentional time with your girl this week. 
Don't forget to download that free mother-daughter date at girltribenation.com forward slash avoid Mr. Wrong. Now there's no period after Mr. It's just M-R-W-R-O-N-G. I hope you enjoy your time with her and have a great discussion. Let me know how it goes. I would love if you could take a moment to like this episode, subscribe to our podcast, and share it with a friend. Let's talk again soon. Bye for now.